Good morning, everyone. My name is Judy Lin, and I am with Digital Judy Podcast. Today, we're here with Ansiphone Contact Centers in sunny Santa Ana, California. Ansiphone is a leading provider of business process outsourcing and call center solutions with 50 years of delivering world-class customer experience and brand care. We offer state-of-the-art communications technology and outsourced call center services, including inbound calls, outbound calls, HIPAA-compliant secure text messaging, email response, live chat, and more. We provide a seamless extension of you. Hi, Tara. How are you doing? Great. How are you this morning? Good. Thanks so much for inviting us down here at the headquarters of Ansiphone Contact Centers. And Tara, can you um, share a bit of what you do here as your role? Absolutely. Okay. Um, So I'm the Director of Operations for our West Coast uh, Division and work really closely with you know, managing our call center staff and uh, coordinating um, uh, process and procedure, um, make it better type of uh, events and things like that. So I work a lot on continuous improvement regarding process and procedure. So how did you get into this industry? Um, I kind of <laughs> fell into it. Did you? Honestly, like, how, yeah. What happened? So um, my son was young years and years okay. ago and yeah. needed a part-time evening job. And uh, mm-hmm. I was living in Indiana at the time. And, oh, wow. Uh, my brother was working for a little answering service. Um, <laughs> so I went in and I was uh-huh. able to kind of just get a part-time evening uh, job there. And the rest wow. is history. The next thing I knew, I was running the place. Yeah, so, that's awesome yeah. to hear. So what kind of call center solutions do you provide here at Ansiphone? We do quite a bit of different types of things here. So um, about a third of our business is telephone answering service and or call center share type business. Got it. So we have a group of like 30, I mean, I'm sorry, about 65 agents or so who focus on taking calls for all kinds of different things. Um, And um, we have probably, you know, a very large client base where... Mm -hmm. The client may get 10 calls a day. They may Mm -hmm. get 150 calls a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in addition to that, the other two-thirds of our business is more dedicated call center. I see. So so how many years have you been in this business? Oh, gosh. That's going to date me. Yeah. I'd say about 20. Has it been 20 years? Yeah. Wow. So I'm curious to know, you've been here for 20 years. Like, what do you see as the most challenging, or what do you feel like this industry can improve upon? So, um, you know, to be a little bit more clear, I, I've i been with Antiphone for about a year and a half. Okay, um, yeah, sure. But in the overall industry, um, about 20 years. And, you know, I think that... One of the things that answering service business can improve on is process and procedure um, as really? a general rule. Yeah. Why, just, why do you feel that? Because I just feel like... Um, you know, we often get uh, caught in the day to day. I will often say, you know, our job is not to put out fires. Our right. job is to prevent the fire from starting in yeah, the first place. Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. Yes. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do a little bit more of because it comes to us, you know, so quickly. Yeah. You know, one, uh, one issue happens and then another. Right. Exactly. No, I can only imagine. Yeah. It sounds like you have to be extremely adaptable, right? Yes, 100%. Okay, can you share some of the most difficult customer service service situations you've handled and how you resolved it? Um, 
Well, that's a tough question. Um, I'd say, you know, uh, there are certainly challenging clients who have very high expectations. Um, So as an example, um, we have a dedicated client who is very data driven and challenges us to be certain that we've got all of our ducks in a row. Um, And when they when, you know, when they first came Mm -hmm. on board, we were finding opportunities Mm -hmm. that we could have um, done a little bit better job managing um, uh, certain aspects. So for example, um, are we keeping a tight enough rein on people when they're supposed to be available taking calls? Um, are they actually available and taking phone calls during that time frame? Um, so we spent a lot of time developing a process for reconciling, uh, reconciling right. um, the hours between what we're paying and what the agent is actually doing. And it I ended see. up being a really positive thing for our business and as a whole mm-hmm. um, because we learned a lot from this client um, mm-hmm. on how we could better um, reconcile our own data. I see. Um, so what what does a typical day look like for you? Is it just constantly accommodating to the requests of clients or training your agents? I, I'm curious to know, like, what does your daily day look like? Um, well, I start my day almost every day with a um, huddle with our team. Okay. And we get on the phone yes. and we talk a little bit about what, how we performed yesterday, what were our service levels, what were our um, productivity numbers, that sort of thing. Um, and then I spend a lot of time on meetings, uh, strategic type of meetings, talking about what are our objectives, um, what's the next you know process to tackle and figure out how to um, improve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of time coaching. So one of my primary responsibilities is supervisor development. We recently expanded our um, uh, operations supervisor pool, and we're working on helping them to understand their, you know, what their role is and how to develop our team members and make them feel valued and help them to understand how important their job is, that kind of thing. That's interesting. I was just about to ask you about um, how do you train your customer service agents? I mean, you know, they're taking an an immense amount of calls, right, every day. Mm -hmm. How do they handle that kind of stress level? And, you know, in situations where it's like life and death about a prescription call, I mean, are are they properly trained to handle all this? Well, sure. You know, um, I often will say, you know, we, we want to provide them with education that will help them be able to not only process the actual phone call and know, you know, what steps they need to take, which I would call maybe the technical skills of processing the call. Um, But then there's also the aspect of that soft skill portion of it. How Mm -hmm. do I control the conversation? How do I make the caller on the other end of the phone feel valued and appreciated and um, that they're being heard? Um, So we have an extensive department that actually supports our education and our quality control. Um, It's headed up by um, a wonderful woman who does a really fantastic Mm -hmm. job, Annalyn, um, on our team. And so, um, you know, we have specific training sessions that we'll schedule for folks on certain types of accounts or things like that that come about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we really do try to do a, a fair amount of that education in real time with coaching. And, you know, we have an opportunity to talk to you about this call that you took and help you to see your opportunities to improve and listen to it together, that kind of thing. That's really where you're going to have your ongoing education and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I actually um, interviewed one of your agents um, last summer and she spoke about active listening. And I was really just intrigued about that whole concept. Can you share what that is? Sure. So active listening, um, I think that uh, we all kind of know that as humans, we tend to be thinking about the next thing we're going to say <laughs> yeah, as opposed to really hearing what the other person is, is saying right. to us. Um, and so active listening is really kind of shutting yourself off a little bit from what you want to think or you mm-hmm. want to say or what your reaction is going to be, mm-hmm. but really you know, engaged in that, uh, that conversation with that person, asking the types of questions that will... Um, get to the meat of what the person is looking for. So mm-hmm. repeating back what they've said to ensure that you've understood them, that kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds like a very delicate art of listening and hearing. And um, that kind of circles to what I was going to ask is, is this how you approach clients in general? Or what is your philosophy when you're going in and approaching and servicing these kinds of clients? Um it's important to understand the needs of the business that the mm-hmm. client is um, asking us to support for them. Because yeah. we have a huge range of different types of businesses from, right. you know, direct sales type of business to order taking to mm-hmm. um, medical insurance. Um, right. You know, helping people, uh, prov- uh, uh, members of medical insurance get yeah. in contact with their provider. Um, and so... You kind of really have to be able to know the client's needs and speak to the needs that, of that client specifically. So that, again, goes back to that active listening. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's great to know. You know, I hear that Ansiphone Contact Center had their 50th anniversary last year, right? Yes, and, yeah, um, very exciting. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I don't hear many companies are able to excel at that level and be so, so successful at it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know, and I like to learn from you is what do you think has been like the driving force or the winning formula for Ansiphone to be as successful as it has been? I think we're very adaptable. Yeah. You know, okay. we'll, we'll listen to the need of the client and we will, you know, take whatever steps necessary to meet those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and if we, you know, if it's something that is outside of the realm of, of possibility, then we will work with the client to help them understand and come to a, um, a compromise that will work for both us and for our, uh, for our client. I see. And I hear that natural disasters are becoming prevalent and we had just got done speaking with Jared, your CTO mm-hmm. about that. And, can you share like what you've had to pretty much accommodate at a very quick pace when a natural disaster comes through and how your agents are on it and how, how you accommodate these kind of requests? Yeah. So, you know, um, a few months back, yes. uh, there was uh, some hurricanes that hit the Florida coast and, right, yeah. um, and we had the privilege of helping those people in the, in, when they would come home to their home and find that their roof was damaged oh or a gosh. tree fell on their house or something, you know, just really, really devastating types mm-hmm. of things. And when those kind of, kinds of things happen to us in life, you know, it's very stressful and you need mm-hmm. somebody that you can reach out to and get in contact with who can kind of help you feel, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. We're going to help you get through this. Um, And so that's what we do. We hired about 125 people um, to come in and ramp up very quickly to be 
certain that we could get to that phone call and they weren't sitting on hold for extensive amounts of time after suffering a devastated, uh, devastating loss. So you're able to accommodate at a drop of a hat. I mean, for yes. natural disasters and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it takes that's... us a couple of days to mm-hmm. to source people. We work right. really closely with some um, uh, staffing agencies that we've got strong relationships with um, at our locations, and it really that really makes a huge difference. So are there other situations that require that kind of high capacity of support? Yes. Um, another... Uh, type of situation that's similar to that is during the holiday season. Um, (laughs) We all all know how that can be. Um, Uh And everybody is just uh, spending all the money that they made all year long. Um, Or don't have. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? Or spending money they don't have. Exactly. Um, And so we, um, we, have some clients that we just service during those holidays oh, when wow. we do the order taking for mm-hmm. for them. And um, same kind of concept. We'll ramp up. We'll bring folks in. We'll give them the education that they need. And then, you know, it does require a lot of, um, you know, supervision and, and monitoring to help them to be successful in processing those orders. So, Tara, I hear that um, Ansiphone Contact Center's pretty much provide a lot of support for the medical industry. Can you share what you do for them? Absolutely. Um, on our telephone answering side of our business, which is, um, you know, much more take a call, get in contact with right. the doctor, make sure that that doctor gets back in contact with that um, patient on whatever their emergency might be. So we'll get a call from maybe even the emergency room. One oh, of wow. The doctors. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor's patient has gone into the ER um, maybe for, um, you know, um, an injury or something like that. Um, and our role is to get in contact with their primary on-call doctor mm-hmm. at the, wherever they're normally serviced mm-hmm. and, um, give them in, you know, the help that they need essentially. Um, so that the doctor knows if they need to go to the hospital and see the patient mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, also we do a lot of medical, um, health insurance type business. So helping mm-hmm. people make sure that they've got the right um, provider for whatever the concern is that they're, they might be dealing with. Yeah. It sounds like a very critical role that you play, you yeah. know, because if you're getting, let's say an emergency call from a patient that needs a specific kind of prescription and doesn't know English, for example, you do provide other bilingual services as well? We do, absolutely, yeah. We have um, access to interpreter services for most languages. Right. Um, and we also have bilingual um, Spanish agents on um, staff 24-7. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good to hear, especially in those kind of crisis moments, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. What would you say are your top three accomplishments so far here at Ansiphone or just in your career in general in the industry? Um, so I really pride myself on um, in continuous improvement. I, mm-hmm. I, that's my um, uh, focal point, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I like to see a problem and come up with a solution to it, and not just for that moment, but for all future moments that might um, might happen. Um, so since I've been here at Ansiphone, I've been really involved in building our supervisor. I mentioned a little earlier about our supervisor um, team and kind of we recently restructured a little bit. And so I'm spending a lot of time developing them, helping them understand how you inspire Mm -hmm. and motivate people to do a really good job for us. So I'd say that that's really Mm -hmm. 
what I'm most proud of. Oh, good. Yeah. Good to hear. What is your culture here at Ansophone? And I hear a lot about the core values that your CEO, Randy Harmet, speaks of. Yeah. So core values are really important. One of them is uh, continuous improvement as a point of fact. So um, <laughs> Progression, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so our core values um, really kind of define us. We talk mm-hmm. about them. Uh, we speak in terms of them when we are having meetings with our team members. Um, another one that, you know, we talk a lot about is customer focus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we ha- it helps us to keep the... Um, most important things in the front of our minds. I see. Um, so that's really kind of, you know, why core values really are important. It's easy for people to understand them. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if I asked this question before, but I'm going to just ask again. So if you can change anything in this industry, what would it be? Um, you know, I think, it, I, yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about this. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's the inability to really sit back and think things through and make um, good decisions sometimes because we're trying to go too fast. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, And so being thoughtful Mm -hmm. um, and really being able to take a step back and um, diagnose the issue and come up with a solution so that you're just not fighting the same battles over and over again. I see. And my last question for you is, Tara, what is your happiest experience you've had here at Ansophone? Well, the first thing that popped into my mind when you asked me that question was on my one-year anniversary of working here. I walked into my office and they had really they've decorated my whole office. Oh, wow. and I felt so welcomed. Yes, just, just so appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, they had everybody had written out a card with sentiments of of gratefulness for having me on the team. It made me feel really, really appreciation. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear. And so, you know, your role seems very intense at times and stressful. So how do you relieve that? Like what do you do for fun? Oh, well, <laughs> well I live that in Orange County, question, California, right? so right. yeah, yes. um, I, I live about a mile from the beach and oh, nice. I take yeah. walks on the weekend and yes. I just try to, you know, live in the moment. And yeah, that's important. Yeah, I, um, I often will say that I, you know, I don't live to work, I work to live. Right. This is my job and my life is my family and my home. And right. um, so I, I really try to put it here when I walk out the door. I think it's really important to be able to keep that work-life balance. Yes. And I encourage that with my team as well. Perfect philosophy. And where can we find Ansaphone online? Um, Ansaphone.com. Okay. And that's A-N-S-A-F-O-N-E. Correct. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Tara. Thanks for coming out. We really enjoyed this and we will see you soon. Thank Thank you you so much.